Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. This morning, I have Steve Kasner calling in. He's a research psychologist who studies the accident-prone mind. He's a NASA scientist by day. He flies jets and helicopters, rides motorcycles and skateboards, and has surprisingly few scratches on him. He resides in San Francisco with his wife and his daughter, and he's just written this great book called Careful, A User's Guide to Our Injury-Prone Minds. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Steve Kasner. Well, thank you for having me. I was very intrigued how you came up with the idea for this book. Could you share that with the listeners? Sure. I spent uh, 20, 25 years working in the aviation safety industry, and uh, this seemingly dangerous activity, (laughs) hurtling through uh, the air at the speed of sound, eight miles high in the air while eating really lousy food, (laughs) may seem dangerous, but somehow we made it unbelievably safe. I I mean, like, nobody is getting hurt in an airplane these days. Meanwhile, I look out the cockpit window, and people are dropping like flies on on the other side. We're seeing an up swing in the number of uh, car crash fatalities, pedestrian fatalities, uh, people are falling off of ladders, um, downstairs, every category of injury you can even imagine is somehow bizarrely on the rise in this day and age in modern times. So I thought this needs some attention. I, it really struck a chord with me because... I have a teenage daughter. She just got her license, and we're constantly we're like analyzing people's driving. And just yesterday, somebody's driving along, holding their uh, phone. You know, it's supposed to be hands free, and they're holding this thing, looking at their calendar, and having a conversation. And she's like, "Are you kidding me?" And he goes through a stop sign. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let me prefix by saying, if you look at my book and listen to the race car driver I talked to, what you're doing, riding along with your daughter and analyzing uh, situations is pure gold. Yeah. Uh, the safety outcomes uh, of that are amazing. What a wonderful thing you're doing. You're a great mom. Oh, thank uh, you. Now let's get back to the uh, knucklehead who's uh, yes. running stop signs while he's looking down on your phone. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's the hardest thing. And why I really had to write this book. There are so many things we misunderstand about our own minds. So, for example, we think we can do this thing called multitasking. Uh, like, no way. this guy is driving at the same time, at the same time as using the phone. Yes. Well, that driving thing didn't work out very well. Okay? <laughs> he wasn't driving. He, there was a stop sign there, didn't see it, went through it. There right. you go. Yeah. What if there would have been a pedestrian there? Or a little child. Yeah. Many times, what if there would been another car? It's not, uh, we have to sort of uh, take a brief psychology class, is what I try to do in my book here, and learn what we can and can't do. Right. Uh, and paying attention is not one of our strengths. Yes. We couldn't do it when we were kids, and we're probably even worse at it uh, when we grow up. We need to learn what we're capable of and what we're not, and that's just one of them. Uh, you know what, I want to interject something, because as I was reading through your book, I was thinking we're a highly caffeinated society that's also hooked into technology, which is a really bad mix when you're behind the wheel or whatever you're doing. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, add caffeine, that probably just speeds up crazy. Right? I nailed that. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're trying to, do, uh, uh, trying to do too much. Right. And uh, we just need to get it in our heads that we can't pay attention to uh, uh, more than one thing at once. We make errors, and the better we are at something, 
means nothing. We're still gonna we're gonna still gonna screw it up sometimes. We have to be ready for that. Right. Um, we don't know anything much about risk. We we cower in fear of something that's probably pretty safe, but meanwhile we'll uh, throw caution to the wind uh, for something that's actually really dangerous. There are just so many blind spots in, in our thinking here that the modern world is throwing at us, and, and it, it's hurting us. You touch on some really good points in your book. Uh, for instance, you know we have limits on our own ability to pay attention. Yep, we're, we're just bad at that. I mean, in, in my field in, in aviation, we just have this line: uh, humans aren't really good monitors or anything of anything. You know, we're, we're and we've learned that over the last hundred years. We're just terrible. Keeping your eye on something, oh, come on. You, you, right. uh, an alarm should go off in your head. I'm going to fail at this. <laughs> yes. Uh, something is going to slip by when I'm not looking or thinking about something else or sneezing or something. Yes. Uh, okay, so here's one. What's riskier, jaywalking or kayaking? Yeah. Uh, like, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, who knows that? And no one knows has these numbers in their head. So I think I don't have the book in front of me, but the chances of you needing medical attention mm-hmm. on any given day of kayaking are pretty low. There's right. something like maybe one in 300, I thought it was. Okay. So, yeah, you know, obey the rules and and use judgment. You're probably going to be okay. But jaywalking could be a lot more uh, dangerous than that. Right. But, you know, how funny that you'll... Uh, you could be uh, jaywalking with your friend talking about uh, how there's no way you're going to go kayaking because, you know, there's jagged rocks and stuff. Right. I'm like, wait a second, you do something even more dangerous. we gotta, we got to get our hands on, on the real data, and that's what I'm trying to do here in the book. You touch on the fact there's all kinds of things, you know, different calamities can happen, whether it's around the house, watching your kids. Do you want to touch on some of that? had a family member that used to say do as I say not as I do like if I'm yeah. if I'm cutting this bagel really you know in a haphazard dangerous way just don't try to ever do that just ignore me you know like don't use me as your role model <laughs> and yeah. things do happen at home yeah first of all that doesn't work I mean we do as other people do of course not right exactly <laughs> That's right. One thing that blows my mind, Steve, is that, you know, we insist that our kids wear bike helmets. 
And I'll say to my husband, you got to wear a helmet. No, I don't need one. I feel like everybody should wear a bike helmet because especially an adult that has a responsibility for their children, you know, gosh, there's so much at stake when an adult goes off and rides a bike. Now, that advice there is worthless unless you yourself wear the helmet. I agree. Uh, if the kid sees you not wearing it, they're not going to want to wear it. They're going to come up with a reason why not. And the, the proof there, the reason why it's okay is because they saw you not, not wear it. Exactly. What would you like people to take away from the book? I mean, there's so many great bits of advice, but there's some specific ones. One thing I would uh, uh, say is to not ignore this. These statistics don't lie. They are really disturbing. And the new data just came out uh, for 2015, and who knows what's happening right now. This is not some, this isn't going to fix itself. We have to, uh, uh, to do it. And you know, the, the key message is um, that we're living in this world that we're not adapted to. Scary things don't look scary to our eye. Uh, we have many blind spots in our thinking. We need to take a short course in psychology here. We need to get a course on how our own mind works in the presence of, of modern dangerous things. And that's what the book uh, delivers. To help you get past those, uh, there are six blind spots I talk about, and these are the ones that get you every time. Learn about them. Learn what you, what can you get away with, and what can't you get away with. Mm-hmm. That that is the key. You'll be in a better place, uh, and you see workplaces and people like pilots are already, uh, you know, thinking in the manner that I talk about. If you manage to work that into your routine, you could literally be in a different world. You'd never need to fear. If you taught these things to your kids, you could just take a deep breath and uh, just know that they've got the sense and the, and the, and the real judgment to, to be careful. Right. You know, I always apply this back. I don't know why. You had a section called How to Do Better. There are two steps to being better at thinking ahead. And when I was first learning to drive, my father said, anticipate, anticipate, anticipate. And I try to instill that. And you, you mentioned these four things I'll just touch on them briefly. If we really wanted to be as careful as we could be, everywhere we went and for everything we did, in the back of our minds, there would be four questions. How could this go wrong? Should I really do this? What can I do to prevent this from going wrong? What would I do if it did go wrong? Yeah. Oh, man, we live by those uh, those words in aviation. So you think about it. You know, If you don't do that kind of thinking and something happens, the first thing you're going to do is scream, and then you're going to be completely confused, uh, you know, without what's going on. But if you do those things, then you're in a different position. When something happens, you look and say, oh, there's scenario three right there. Mm-hmm. So we listed out uh, three of them, and this is the old number three right here. Right. I don't have to think because I've already done that in advance. I know what to do. I'm just going to fire off the script, and we do that in aviation. We we don't teach people how to uh, to reason through things in an emergency. We teach them how to read a checklist or recall things from memory. Because the thinking's been done before. No need. Just fire it off. I think it's great. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to be. And you don't want to live your life being like this paranoid person, like afraid to do things. You just want to take it slow and slow down your mind and think carefully. Yeah, and you know, you can make being careful automatic. Mm-hmm. You can make stopping to think so automatic that you no longer have to stop and think about stopping to think. It, you know, and you look at firefighters and pilots and, you know, we, we just think this way. It's just natural. And it, it only takes a second. You walk into a room with some kids where kids are going to play. You 
you have the expertise, you look at the five big things. Is there a pool around here? Uh, got any chemicals? Let's look at those light sockets, any implements, sharp knives. So, yeah, we're good to go. <laughs> Just uh, falling hazards. Of course. Uh, you could be a kind of safety professional. It takes two seconds to exercise what you know and put yourself in a different place. You know, I know we have to wrap up soon, but I'm going to share a quick little story with you. I was at a birthday party years ago. There was one of those um, bounce houses, those inflatable things, which I don't love. And I didn't know this, but there was an adult in in it and towards the back where they keep the um, air circulating. And I got this really bad feeling, which I usually am spot on. And I, I decided to watch my kids as I always do. And the next thing I knew, Steve, the thing started deflating. And it, everybody was screaming, and I was grabbing my kids, yanking kids out. Yep. And it's like, yep. you, you, you're you not, I wasn't, the the parent was flipping on me. And I, the bottom line is, just be aware. And just, you know, yep. and no, don't be afraid to speak up. What a perfect example. That person in there, I mean, how much do they weigh? Like six times? Uh, exactly. Of, like six kids duct taped together. Exactly. How, Dumb. What do you think it? I mean, what is the uh, structural capacity of, of this thing? This is going to go nowhere but south, you know? <laughs> exactly. Think it through. Stop. And uh, that person didn't do that. That's the kind of thinking. Before you get into that, it's like, I see the fun being in there with the kids. Yes. And there's so many ways that can go wrong. You could bonk heads with kids. You could knock kids out. Right. If you fall over and bounce. Of course. You're bigger than them. Exactly. So, Steve, I know we have to wrap. Where can people find out more about you? Fantastic. Uh, pick up a copy online or your local bookstore or check it out from the library. You know, the libraries have been great about uh, buying them because it's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a book for your own good. So, uh, Thank you so much, Steve. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much. All right, that's a wrap for this week's show. If you want to follow me on Twitter, just visit moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. I'm also on Facebook at Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.